Hello, welcome everybody to another episode of Mega Strange! Today we're doing Johnny's favorite episode of all time. For real. The chicken nugget episode. I wish I was, uh, man, I was so excited. You, you as a lark, were like, we, I could do an episode on chicken nuggets and my, I like lit up. Yeah, and uh, you've been working diligently yeah. ever since. Collecting videos, collecting anecdotal stories about chicken nugget lore. Yeah. Chicken nugget uh, mythology, <laughs> chicken, chicken nugget legends. Chicken nugget mythology is a great name for something. I don't know what, but maybe that'll be my new YouTube gaming channel. Chicken nugget mythology. Yeah. What's up, YouTube? It's your boy, Chicken Nugget Mythology. I'm back at it again, playing Happy Wheels. Something like that. So this past weekend, we were in Tampa for Creator Clash 2. Oh, yeah. And we were lucky enough to be treated to the VIP experience. Because we're famous, legendary YouTubers, as we were told by several other YouTubers <laughs> who was there. I mean, you were. I was I was not. You're legendary by association. Hell, yeah. Uh, a, a lot of people came up and mm -hmm. really oh, complimented yeah. us. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, it was great seeing all these people. I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to drop any names. Jacksons. Uh, <laughs> but what was more interesting than that, uh, just being there was cool. And they gave us a lot of like free food and free beverages, yeah, yeah. but everywhere we went, it was chicken nuggets. It was like gourmet chicken nuggets <laughs> and chicken nuggets and French fries and pizza and chicken nuggets and alcohol and chicken nuggets. I forgot this is the origin of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Why we thought about it. And we got this. to a big discussion about how YouTubers only eat chicken nuggets. Yeah, they do. According to Rocco. Rocco says that he's been to so many uh, like special events with YouTubers mm. and, you know, they'll go out to sushi or they'll have go gourmet dinners and all the YouTubers will only order chicken yeah. nuggets i've i've met a lot of people out here in california and for some reason man i don't know what it is about la people like i find they're very picky very picky eaters when i was a kid it was like eat this shit or don't it's and that because was it. people from california especially los, los angeles are spoiled little babies i don't want to just hit uh la new york uh manhattan proper also I'm Same from kid. Southern California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will be the first to tell you. People from Los Angeles are spoiled little babies. <laughs> if you're from Los Angeles and you think you're not a spoiled little baby, leave a comment down below. If you know you're a spoiled little baby, yeah. leave a comment down below. Yeah, say you're a spoiled little baby <laughs> yes, in the comments. Let's be honest with yeah. ourselves. <laughs> uh, you okay over there? Yeah, sorry. I just imagined the comments. Uh, apparently, I was doing some research, and chicken nuggets are so popular. Uh, Kim and Kanye serve chicken nuggets as the main course of their meal yeah. for their wedding. Oh my god! Uh, talking about spoiled little babies yeah, who love chicken fuck? nuggets. They're the king, king and queen. Uh, I feel like when I was a kid, I don't know if you have a different experience than me, but I feel like fish sticks were like a thing we're, we're like more of a thing and then like around like the mid 90s it was like boom just chicken nuggets like exclusively you're exactly right and yeah fact, we're gonna go over the history of chicken nuggets today cool. and what you just said lines up exactly with the timeline of the explosion of popularity of chicken nuggets in american and worldwide culture okay but yeah fish sticks came first and chicken nuggets have surpassed them as the new Food glomped together and deep fried in a batter of choice <laughs> here in America. Fish sticks need to come back. If, if they served fish sticks at that uh, event, I would have been like, oh, like <laughs> I don't think fish sticks are coming back. I yeah. think 
Maybe we need to move into a different meat like pork sticks Ooh. or beef nuggets. Beef nuggets. Uh, they did have a, at a, another event at Crater Clash. They had crab cakes. Mm. And I did have a moment where like, these are just fish sticks. Like It was like deep fried fucking crab cakes. I was like, the fish stick has evolved. <laughs> it's just I, a crab cake now. I think uh, in the future, we're going to have chicken cakes. Ooh. Because, and they'll be fancy. Yeah, because that's just the evolution of the way food goes. <laughs> chicken cakes. Did you know... That the chicken nugget was invented in 1950 by a food science professor, Mr. Nugget, at Cornell University. Oh my God. Which is an Ivy League school. Yeah. His name was Robert C. Baker. And he came up with the idea for a bite sized piece of chicken coated in batter and deep fried. And he called it the chicken crispy. Dude, imagine a world without chicken nuggets. Like what like the, World War II? Yeah, World War no II. No chicken nuggets. Dude. The Korean War, no chicken nuggets. There probably wouldn't have been a war. They talk about the 1950s was the golden age of America, yeah. but chicken nuggets were not widely available during that time, during that decade. So, how much of a golden age could it have exactly. really been? We're doing the history of chicken nuggets today <laughs> on Mega Strange, everybody. Speaking of World War II, yeah. This is how it actually the story originates with World War II. Okay. During World War II, we needed a way to feed our troops. Yeah? Yeah. Because you're not going to win the war if you're on a hungry stomach. And so the poultry farmers of America mm. went through a revolution uh, because chicken became uh, the military's go-to meat, go-to protein mm. to feed the troops. And they were buying insane amounts of chicken from American poultry farmers. And during this time, there were improvements in chicken genetics and chicken feed capabilities, which increased the amount of poultry that the farmers could produce. Wow. I didn't know that. Like, I guess World War II started the, like, antibiotics and all that shit to get, you know. It just revolutionized chicken farming. Okay. Then they maximized their output of chickens. That's, that's wild. But after the war ended, mm. the availability of chickens remained high, but the demand dropped because mm. the United States government yeah. was no longer purchasing chickens for their war effort. And homemakers back here in America, in post-war America, were getting uh, office jobs. They were increasingly entering the workforce, and their interest in cooking chicken declined because at the time chicken could only be baked in an oven yeah. or deep fried yeah and i and i feel like people chose more to do turkey because i assumed it was like juicier um well whatever they chose to do it wasn't chicken because making yeah. chicken was either messy or time consuming mm. and they just you know the wives of america after world war ii were not interested in spending so much time cooking chicken and so the chicken industry was declining rapidly because chickens were just not sought after. Sometimes, oh, by the way, chickens were also sold whole back then. You just buy yeah. a whole chicken. Occasionally, the barber would cut it up for you, the barber, the butcher. <laughs> what? Those are my two favorite wrestlers, the barber <laughs> and the butcher. They would cut it up for you, uh, but it was still kind of difficult to uh, cook. And so the chicken industry was desperately looking for a way to increase chicken popularity in the American diet. Okay. This is where food scientist and Cornell University Robert C. Dude. Baker 
entered the field of chickenomics. Damn. What? I like the, the, the word chickenomics. Chickenomics. His, he, he literally had a house with a basement laboratory in it, and he would experiment with new kinds of chicken-based food. Okay. He was like Dr. Chicken Frankenstein. <laughs> and his first couple f- experiments were not very successful. Uh, he experimented first with making eggs more attractive. And see, he wasn't first thinking chicken. At first, he was thinking, I'll make eggs a better thing. You know what? I mean, that probably lines up because didn't like deviled eggs become really popular around the 50s? Yeah, probably. So like, I'm sure he was like, oh, we need to fucking. The first thing he tried to make (laughs) was a kid's treat made entirely out of eggs, which was called the kid's pack egg carton. Oh my god! Being just, a kid in just, the '50s sucks. Just fucking full eggs. Just yeah, <laughs> just oh, here's the kid egg carton. It's like a, it's like an adult egg carton, but I don't know what it was—hard boiled eggs or some shit. I didn't really look up what the kid pack egg carton was. Um, he also tried to make extra eggy French toast. <laughs> French toast with even more eggs in it. When when French toast has too much eggs on, is that's the that's the fucking worst. Yeah. yeah. Well, it failed. Yeah. Oh, so he's gross. just anything he could throw against the wall to make chickens. Or the poultry industry uh, more appetizing. You know, he was really going for anything. He also tried to do uh, chicken hot dogs. Chicken dogs. Chicken canned hash. And frozen meatloaf made out of hens that were too old to lay eggs. So chicken meatloaf. If this isn't inspiring to the folks out there that like the guy who created the chicken nugget had some fucking stupid ideas. Yeah, dude. Edison, you know, went through 300 things (laughs) trying to invent the light bulb. But Robert C. Baker went through 300 different chicken products trying to invent the chicken nugget. Dude was pulling his hair out, fucking deep frying fucking chicken dogs. Yeah. Everything he made, he would market test thoroughly. He would put it into various packages and put it into stores and meticulously record the sales and response. Okay. But everything was a failure. So eventually, he, with the help of one of his students who went by the name of Joseph Marshall, he was able to develop the prototype nugget. The Proto Nugget. The Proto Nugget. If you will. And this is in 1950 <laughs> when the Proto Nugget was invented. Uh, so the Chicken Nugget actually was an engineering marvel. And it overcame two major problems of the meat food industry. Okay. One was uh, bunching meat together and getting it to stay together without any skin, right? Because you can yeah. you could pack a sausage in a skin and you could fry that up, but they basically just had a bunch of like loose chicken meat and they try to glob yeah. it together and it would just fall apart. And then I assume it's like cheap because you're just using the fucking disgusting part of the chicken no one wants to eat. Well, at the time he was using real chicken meat, oh, but later go. on when they yeah. needed to, when they needed to produce chicken nuggets cheaper, they basically removed all the meat and started just putting fat and gelatin oh. and bone and like nerve endings Ooh. and the chicken nuggets we eat nowadays are oh, like fucking it's fucking mutant food. Yeah, 100%. And they actually say that Robert C Baker would probably be ashamed of his <laughs> legacy if he knew how unhealthy so uh, good. chicken nuggets have become, but they do taste good. I'm not saying they don't taste good. <laughs> I'm just saying that they don't have a lot of chicken meat in them. I anymore. do think uh, a, a Mc, like a McNugget is like 90% breading. Like that's what you guys enjoy. I think it's that crunch. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, McDonald's 
I'm going to go in the history of the McDonald's McNugget. Fuck yeah. Because it has, uh, they basically stole Robert Baker's idea and gave him no credit. Oh, I bet. And we'll tell you how that happened too. Stick around. That's coming up. (laughs) So uh, the other problem with uh, the chicken nugget was they needed to find a way so that the chicken nugget could survive the shrinkage it experienced during freezing and the expansion it experienced during frying. Okay. They solved this problem by grinding raw chicken together with salt and vinegar to draw out the moisture, and then they added a binding powder uh, to the pulverized uh, grains. Uh, They would also freeze them and coat them with an eggy batter and uh, batter them up with cornflake crumbs. This was the original recipe, cornflake crumbs. Uh, And then freeze them a second time, which would make them uh, basically stay intact during frying. And after a bunch of trial and error and the help of a few other colleagues, they were able to create the proto chicken nugget, the original chicken nugget, which they called chicken crispies. And some records say they were originally called chicken crispettes, which sounds very fancy. Mm, Could I have a chicken crispette, please? (laughs) Yes. Just take all the gizzards of the chicken and mash it together with some salt and vinegar and then put some cornflakes on it and fry it up. I'm just baffled that this dude kind of single-handedly made like modern shitty food because like dude he was a pioneer because i guess junk food no one realized they could just mash a bunch of shit together and deep fry it (laughs) well they were trying but he he figured (laughs) out you know it really kind of when you take a moment and think about how a cornell university food scientist was in a basement laboratory (laughs) just trying different concoctions on mashed up chicken meat day in and day out just trying to get it to stay together and taste good and he he eventually stumbles upon a recipe that will go on to become one of the most famous and popular food items in the history of mankind. Dude, his basement probably stunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he would test these chicken nuggets on his children, oh, and dude. half of them became vegetarian. Oh my because god! Because they said like they could still remember the smell and taste dude. of all the chicken con- the Franken chicken shit they had to eat. <laughs> the Franken chicken shit. Dude, the meatloaf made out of old hens. That's like. I'm still thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to haunt you. Yeah, that's night. that's heinous. <laughs> By the way, is there any like what's the most, you know, I feel like if you go back and look at uh recipe books from the 50s and 60s, they have like disgusting recipes in there. Like jello molds filled with like mayonnaise and eggs. Yeah. And, did you ever have to yeah. eat any of that no. stuff when you were uh, a kid or did mm. your grandparents ever make like some freakish like old fashioned recipe for you? Uh, there's like one, but I love, I loved it. Uh, it was sweet potato casserole. You ever have that? No, but that sounds good. It's just sweet potatoes mashed up. And then you put, you layer, it's just a layer of, uh, marshmallows on top. Oh yeah. I've had that at Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, I love that shit. That shit rocks. And then, um, I mean, tuna casserole I've had, you know, that's fine. Mm. Uh, I don't know what it was with like fifties. Uh, cookbooks, there's always pineapple on shit. Why is there always pineapple on yeah, a fucking... Because it's exotic. And I guess. It adds a flavor profile. It looks disgusting. I mean, I kind I like pineapple. I'm a, I'm a freak. I like pineapple on pizza, even. I I don't like pineapple on pizza. I like pineapple in general, but not on pizza. I'm, I'm not a sweet and savory person. Um, I worked at a pizza place, so I've pretty much eaten every kind of pizza you can imagine. <laughs> and I've invented my own pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a you have a special pizza order that you like have a secret pizza preference that only you like to get? Because I do. Uh, I mean, it it's very different on the East Coast because like the pizza is just like 
you know, just a plain slice is fucking baller. But uh, I, I, I'm I'm down with anchovies, man. I'm I, an anchovy I man. I don't fuck with anchovies. I love anchovies. Uh, when you're when next time you call up Pizza Hut, Papa John's, or Domino's, or wherever you get your pizza from, order the Derek, which is a green pepper and bacon pizza. That sounds good. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. That's my favorite pizza. <laughs> and make I, some candy lasagna after that. Ju- yeah, just like uh, Mr. Baker experimenting in the laboratory, mm. I tried every ingredient combination I could okay. when I worked at Papa John's, mm. and I fell upon bacon and green pepper is the greatest pizza ingredient combination, Okay, in my opinion, ever. So this pizza, when it becomes popular 50 years from now, it's the most popular pizza in the world. Remember who invented it? This guy. Oh, shit. The Derek. The Acosta-style pizza. Acosta-style. So after he invented the chicken nugget, he uh, made some dummy packaging for it and put it into 26... um, I'm sorry. He put it into some local... Five local supermarkets over the course of 26 weeks, and they sold 200 boxes per week. Brand new, never-before-seen food ever, 200 boxes a week in 1950. I wonder if it was like hitting the kid market i know he was saying he was trying to kind of go for the kid market and maybe i mean i he, mean he tested he it did on it. kids he fucking did it like uh you know probably he probably did he they also debuted the uh, chicken nugget to the public at the 1950 new york state fair fuck yeah the world's fair dude state fair oh state fair i state love the fair. world's fair though yeah i like the world's yeah, fair yeah. too but this is smaller scale the state fair yeah so chicken nuggets are officially a new york product Ooh. In uh, New York, chicken nuggets <laughs> where they are made from. <laughs> uh, wasn't the hamburger also developed in New York because of the World's Fair? Was it? I thought the hamburger came from Hamburg, Germany. Yeah, but I think it, it, they showed hamburger. it off. Hamburger. They showed it off at the World's Fair. I, I don't know. Ich bin ein Hamburger. We could do a hamburger episode too at some point. Ooh, a sequel. I would sequel. love to do a hamburger episode. Uh, there's a place in America where... Uh, they make the hamburger exactly how it used to be on white bread, and you, you if you put ketchup on the burger, it, uh, they kick you out. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you put cheese on it? I don't know. What, I think it's what, just burger. Do you and, know what this place is called? I wish I remembered. I saw it on like a Food Network show. Uh, should we reveal uh, what the best hamburger in San Diego is? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm down. I, it's my, fa- I fucking love that place. I would hit that right now. It's the friendly. Oh, the friendly. So it's fucking the friendly good. in San Diego. That and Hodad's. Those are probably my top two. Yeah. In San Diego. They're both good, but the friendly low key is the best burger. It in San is. Diego. Shh, don't tell anybody. We, we literally, <laughs> it's such, oh, I shouldn't have said this on the podcast. I should have fucking said this. Someone we know is going to be real mad. We're going to blow it up. We don't tell anybody about the friendly because we don't want anybody to go there because it's a tiny hole in the wall restaurant. There's two places. There's two of them now. I still don't want anybody to go there because it's it's already packed every time I go there because there's like 10 seats in the whole place. But it's the fucking best hamburger. I want it so bad right now. San Diego. I can't say in all of California or all the world, but in San Diego, bar none, the friendly kills it. I love it. Okay. So, um, Shit, man. Basically, he took his findings to Cornell and uh, they 
took his recipe and he did research on mm. this. He like wrote a whole paper on like the chicken crispette and how it solved all these like food engineering problems. And he wrote about the success. He was a food scientist. <laughs> he wasn't just like some fucking dumbass farmer. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, mm, this is what I think. No, he was very meticulous and thorough and scientific in his methodology. And he took all his research and findings to Cornell University and they wrote up something called the Agricultural Economics Research Report, which was published. 13 years later in 1963. Okay. And this report, this publication was then sent out to over 500 companies in America. All right. And nobody can say whether it went to McDonald's or not, but the theory is it probably was eventually sent to McDonald's where it was, where it sat in some vault for years until they needed a new product to unveil and they pulled this research paper out and started inventing their own chicken nuggets. Did uh did he invent the shapes or was that just We'll talk about okay, the shapes. Okay. okay. I can talk about the shapes yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> if did, you want. He did not invent the shapes, okay, okay. but when it comes to the McDonald's chicken nugget, did you know that originally it came in four different shapes? Yes. Keep in mind, a chicken nugget is not a, a natural food item. No. So if you think that there is like they don't they don't grow like that. They're just clumps of meat put together. So somebody had to decide what the shape of a chicken nugget would be. Yeah, I I always felt like there was McDonald's propaganda out there that they were like, oh, it's like made of of chicks. Like you know, like there's always like cartoons where you see like chicks get turned into McNuggets, but no, it's just fucking... Uh, the one thing that I didn't look up for this up. is the uh, multiple instances of just a fried chicken head being served to somebody yes. in their chicken nuggets. Dude. But that's happened, like, I remember uh, like 15 years ago, that was like a news story I heard like yeah. five times. I saw the image of that shit. It's fucking haunting. Yeah. yeah. Look it up for yourself. We're not going to put it <laughs> no, in today's that. episode. But somebody has to decide what the shape is for a chicken McNugget. Mm. And McDonald's actually had four original shapes. The boot... Yes. The bell, the ball, and the bone. Yeah. I don't know why they were all B words. Uh, but the bell, the ball, and the bone have apparently since been uh, phased out of production. And nowadays, every chicken nugget comes in a bell shape. Really? I thought the boot was still around. Where it's, uh, according to my research, okay. maybe we have to go to McDonald's and check this out for ourselves. Yeah. I'm Let us know. <laughs> uh, do chicken nuggets only come in one shape or do they still do multiple shapes? According to my research, they phased out the bell, the boot, and the ball, and they, or I'm sorry, the boot, the bone. ball, and the bone, yeah. and they only do the bell. Okay. I mean, like, Nowadays. I, I don't, it, it, it's sad to say, but I don't really, fu- I, like, those fuckers are gone. Like, <laughs> when I'm, like, driving out the, the, the drive-thru, like, they're, they're already in my belly. Oh, you don't even look at yeah, the shape. Yeah, no, no, they're, they're getting I'll look at vacuumed. the shape when I shit them out. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Robert Baker literally gave his ideas away for free. He never patented them. Punk. And, you know, all these years later, there's been like 200 billion chicken nuggets sold all over the world, and he did not receive any money from any of the fast food chains that produced the chicken nugget. He could have got a cut of those dino-shaped nuggets money, dude. Dude, he could have had dino nuggets. He could have had the Wendy's five for a dollar money, you know, (laughs) 10 cents on every dollar of five nuggets. Could have been his, the Burger King nuggets. He could have had a taste of that. Oh, he's, he left so much money on the table. 
I do want to know who invented the Dino Nuggets, though. I might have to look that up later. <laughs> oh, we'll have to do a sequel episode. Yeah. <laughs> Two-parter. By the way, this is going to be a good point to pause for a second. Yes. At, uh, we will continue talking about the history of the Chicken Nuggets, but I just want to say, if you're enjoying this episode, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button and uh, share this with a hungry friend. You know, that guy who doesn't get enough Chicken Nuggets, be like, you like Chicken Nuggets? Check out this episode. Yeah, for real. Also, later on in this episode, we do have a uh, another Japan adventure from our on-site correspondent, Hell Veronica, yeah. who went to visit some famous cursed vending machines okay. in Japan, and we may have a cursed package here today. So stay tuned. We'll be getting to that at the end of the episode. <laughs> so let's talk about the McNugget, the famous, the most famous chicken nugget in the world, the McDonald's Chicken McNugget. I'm Mick excited. In 1977, yeah, you're McFunny. <laughs> Damn, dude, you fucking killed it. And I am McLovin. Oh. In 1977, the United States federal government issued their first ever dietary guidelines and urged Americans to eat less fat and less red meat in 1977. And this resulted- No one listed. No, this caused burger sales to plummet. Really? Across America. Okay. And McDonald's began looking for an alternative that would keep their customers loyal. Wow. Uh, the executives thought their best chance was going to be making food out of the chicken, which was a lower fat protein that Americans were starting to opt into eating mm. more and more. The company plunged into intense product research. They even hired uh, a European chef who had personally cooked chicken for Queen Elizabeth, the Queen of England, to give them ideas. They've done this before. I watched a whole video on like this like French designer who designed their play places as well. Like they they go European a lot. Yeah. So next time you go to McDonald's, you're like, this place is Americana. This is red blood yeah. American. It's like French and English. Yeah. They, they steal a lot. Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, I like the idea of like, uh, well, I prepared this chicken for the queen and <laughs> she really liked it. And they're like, tastes like shit. Next. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, these are some of the ideas McDonald's tried in 1970 before they landed on the chicken nugget. They tried an experimental McDonald's chicken McPot pie, a chicken pot pie. Oh, my God. Which McDonald's, first of all, they had coffee at 200 degrees and it like killed an old lady. It was so fucking hot. Almost killed her. She she barely survived. I can't imagine how hot those chicken pot pies were going to be. That would have been gnarly. Yeah. You bite into one of that thing, your tongue's going to melt out of your face. Yeah, it just seems like, I mean, I love chicken pot pies, but it just seems like so, it would have been really expensive too, I assume. They also tried just straight up fried chicken. They've done that, they tried that again recently and it fucking failed. <laughs> yeah, it, it failed back then in the late 70s too because it was basically KFC. Yeah. KFC already exists. Like if you have a choice between getting some fried chicken from KFC or getting some fried chicken from McDonald's. That's a yeah, no, that's a no brainer. They've tried like chicken strips and like chicken wings and both times they've uh, failed. Uh, well, they did nail it with the chicken nugget. The nugget is king. McDonald's founder Ray Kroc ordered the chef Rene Arend mm. to work on yet another product, not the chicken nugget. This is even more heinous. <laughs> a deep fried onion chunk, deep fried onion chunks. 
Uh, he he thought that they would be able to do something similar to an onion ring, okay. but that an onion chunk would be easier, cheaper, and faster to produce. I like onion rings, but I don't oh, know if I could just rings. eat a deep fried ball of onion. Like, mm, mm, these onion chunks are really it, good. Uh, I mean, I, I probably could. I'd actually. be down with it. It's just, it would, it would be very oniony. Just, you just get like all that. Yeah. And sometimes I just feel thing. like there'd be like hot grease trapped in there. Yeah. Like a fucking fried dumpling from hell <laughs> like you bite into your onion chunk and just this scalding hot grease like hits the your gums and fucking you deep fry the inside of your mouth <laughs> and you have uh, onion breath dude that's the worst part luckily the chairman of mcdonald's fred turner insisted that the product had to be chicken and so he steered renee arend to instead of doing onion chunks make chicken chunks instead okay Chef Aren boned chicken, which means he removed the bone from the chicken, not that he had sex with the chicken. I just want to clarify. Thank you. But maybe he did both. He boned a chicken, <laughs> cut it into small pieces, battered it, and fried the bits, and served them up with a sauce. Within the McDonald's headquarter, they were a smash hit, but they were way too labor-intensive to make on an industrial scale because you have a chef, you know, removing the chicken, processing it, cutting it up, yeah. battering it, and all that stuff. So... They recruited a corporate partner in a secret development campaign. This was like the the, the chicken wars of the of the early seventies, right? They're like, "Fuck you, KFC! You're fucking fried chicken. Everybody wants to be. Well, we're gonna secretly develop something that's gonna outperform you." Did like the Tyson style like chicken nugget not exist yet, or was that really? No, I had a feeling McDonald's fucking paved the way for this shit. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Uh, remember Robert Barker invented the chicken nugget and yeah. in 1963, he sent out this report and then he like moved on with his life. Yeah. I was wondering where that like weird, that like breaded version comes from. You well, know? he continued to sell chicken crispettes uh -huh. at his own. He did own a, a little restaurant that continued to work at the New York state fair for many years. Uh -huh. But outside of that, no, there was okay. really no like, uh, mass produced chicken nugget. At okay. The time. So, uh, they worked with their, uh, Frozen hamburger supplier, a company named Keystone Foods, to mechanize, this is disgusting, mechanized chicken chopping. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say it. They mechanized the chicken chopping, those, those, <laughs> those porches. It's basically oh, like man. in a cartoon where it's just a conveyor belt of chickens going into a building and, and then like a conveyor belt of like <laughs> chicken nuggets <laughs> coming out the other side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that literally happened yeah. in the late 70s <laughs> with Keystone Foods. And then they went to... Um, a popular fish stick production company called Gorton's. Oh, what a name. To perfect the breaded coating that would cling to the chicken mush. Chicken McNuggets debuted in Knoxville, Tennessee. And the world was never the fucking same. In March of 1980. The world was never the Damn, same. Damn, the 80s. I thought it was way earlier. That's wild. It took three years to perfect this. Wow. They put them into 15 McDonald's restaurants in Knoxville, Tennessee, and the store's sales skyrocketed. <laughs> I bet. The word of this new mystical product, the Chicken McNugget, spread so quickly among franchisees that that uh, remember the factory yeah. that yeah, yeah. mechanized chicken processing built a processing plant in 100 days to keep up with it. They literally oh built a factory to just Dude. massacre chickens. Hell yeah. <laughs> they rolled out the chicken nugget nationwide in 1981. One year later, 
and the McNugget became a cultural icon. That's wild. Uh, with the help of Happy Meals, chicken nuggets became yeah. at first. It it wasn't like adults were kind of hesitant to eat it. Yeah, yeah. So the real popularity uh, really came from putting the Mc, uh, the chicken McNugget into Happy Meals for the kids. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, you want to know what the first sauce introduced to McDonald's was? Do you have a guess? Uh, hmm. For the for the chicken McNugget, the first chicken McNugget side sauce to come with your nugget back in nineteen eighty one. I'm just gonna go with my heart because I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I'm gonna honey mustard, barbecue. Okay. Barbecue sauce. People love a good barbecue. So if you want to know what the, what the OG chicken chicken McNugget sauce is, it's barbecue. Oh. It ain't ranch. It ain't honey mustard. I'm not a barbecue fan. Nobody is, but that's the original. <laughs> I know so many people who are, and it I, I drives me like, crazy. You know, I don't have a problem with any. You know, I used to get chicken McNuggets or chicken nuggets from Jack in the Box, and yeah. I would get all the sauces. Ranch is the best. Oh, 100%. I mean, ranch took over. That was like a late 90s thing. But yeah, I get some. Yeah, I just like trivial facts, knowing that originally you could get barbecue, and that's it. I just never like barbecue sauce. Uh, they also introduced sweet and sour sauce and honey mustard in okay. the early eighties. Hell yeah! As the popularity of fast food fast food restaurants grew in the eighties and nineties, so did the popularity of chicken nuggets and other fast food chains, including Burger King and Wendy's, introduced their own version of the McNugget, and grocery stores began selling chicken nuggets that could be cooked at home. I just didn't realize that this was like very like recent, you know? I mean, it, technically it's not recent recent, but like I didn't chicken nuggets realize. are like a millennial thing. Yeah, I didn't know. I really thought they've been around for forever. Well, basically since 1980. That's and on. fucking wild. So the chicken nugget has uh only been around for you know, a couple th- decades. Yeah, 40 years, yeah. 40 years basically in in uh being widely available. Chicken nuggets are a popular fast food item around the world. Wow. Nowadays. Global. And depending on what part of the world you're from, you might be uh, experiencing different chicken nuggets. So what I have just, uh, by the way, I just want to say a chicken nugget is an American invention. Mm -hmm. I just want to reiterate that. Go America. (laughs) Team America. Fuck yeah. Team chicken nugget. And obviously we've been talking about the way we enjoy chicken nuggets here in America. Barbecue sauce, ranch. But in China, do you know what the most, uh, well, I I read this fact. I don't know how verifiable this is. But according to my research, the most popular fast food chain in China is KFC. Okay. I know, all I know about KFC in like Asian uh, countries is Japan. Uh, Do you know about this? That uh, they eat KFC on Christmas exclusively? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. I love that. Anyway. Um, well, you told me, uh, you eat, uh, Chinese food on Hanukkah. Oh yeah. So it's kind of like a tip yeah. for tat, you know, you eat this, I'll eat that. <laughs> I know in Japan, it was just literally like the KFC company realized that, that there, there was an opening there and they, they fucking, yeah, they sprinted. Well, uh, apparently in Chinese KFCs, they have a menu that features a range of chicken nugget options, including spicy chicken nuggets and cheese-filled chicken nuggets. Ooh. Yeah, if you're going to glob together a bunch of uh, grinded up, dried out, uh, deep-fried meat, why not throw some cheese Dude, in there, too? That. You want cheese-filled chicken nugget? Fuck, that's... It's time we, to go to China. We invented it, but the Chinese fucking <laughs> perfected it. 
Yeah. I, I need to get a recording of uh, John Cena speaking Mandarin about how much he likes ch- cheese-filled chicken nuggets. I bet he fucking eats the shit out of those. In Japan, McDonald's offers teriyaki-flavored chicken nuggets that, is, that are only available in Japan. Okay, uh, uh, they have a prawn sandwich in Japan that, like, at McDonald's, and I, I couldn't stop eating it. We should send Veronica to a to a Japanese McDonald's yeah, and, and just do uh, have her just eat a bunch of weird shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Instead of like going ghost hunting, and, yeah, you know, going getting lost in this fucking haunted <laughs> skyscraper, like, just go, to- just go eat a teriyaki chicken nugget, please, please. Let us know how good it is. I want that. And in India, chicken nuggets are often served with a variety of different spices and sauces that reflect. India's diverse culinary traditions. Do they have like curry, curry sauce? I believe they do. That sounds awesome. Um, and I I'm had so I right had now. a note here about uh, UK chicken nuggets, but I think I deleted it. So sorry, UK. Yeah. If you're in the UK, let us know what your chicken nuggets are like. I'd really like to know. They probably put fucking peas on it on, and toast and beans. Yeah, they probably like uh, boil a chicken nugget in a sheep's stomach for <laughs> yeah. nine hours and yeah. give it like a good. Uh, fishy acid taste (laughs) uh well i've already covered the shapes of the chicken nuggets and the bell shape is Mm. the premier chicken nugget so now um i have some chicken nugget fun facts fuck yeah little facts uh in 2017 the most retweeted tweet of the year was made by a person named carter wilkerson who tweeted at wendy's and asked what would it take for them to offer him a f- uh, a year of free chicken nuggets? Okay. This generated over 3.5 million retweets. The most I- popular tweet of the year 2017 was a chicken nugget tweet. Oh my god. I, I will say Wendy's top tier nuggets. Yeah. I'll fight I'll fight whoever. Yeah. I know there's Wendy's haters, but I'm a I'm a Wendy's. I defender. love Wendy's. Wendy's Me too. Is the shit, dude. People fucking shit on it though. I think it's the I mean we don't need to get into that. Wendy's but. is also uh, the origin of Chimchirio. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> I shouted Chimchirio Dude. at the Wendy's drive-thru and my soul left my body. <laughs> I don't even remember what video that is. Uh, I think it's for MLK. Cool. Look it up. Yeah. Uh, if you're a Mega 64 fan. Dude, <laughs> I couldn't even get through the whole Chimchirio before I wanted to die. <laughs> The largest ever chicken nugget weighed 51.1 pounds, which proves that there is no limit to how much meat you can glob together and deep fry. Dude. It was uh three, it was just over three feet long and two feet wide. So that's it's you know, just a little bit bigger than this bad boy here. Holy shit. The biggest <laughs> chicken nugget ever. Actually, this is like two feet tall, eight inches wide. So probably like this. This to here. Oh, my God. We're talking like, oh, my goodness. It's like the size of my torso. <laughs> Sorry to side note. Uh, when we were at Tampa, uh, someone came up to me and said that they they bought one of these because they enjoyed watching us open it. For Hell, the, yeah. For their, for their child. Dude, <laughs> the, the Magic Mixie is awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were uh, like, it fucking rocks. Yeah, the Magic like, Mixie is a beautiful thing. This is, uh, I'm waiting for the next, uh, this is like the Tickle Me Elmo. This is like the Furby. This this thing's going down in the Toy Hall of Fame, oh, as I far bet. as I'm concerned. Magic Mixie rules. <laughs> the most expensive chicken nugget of all time was sold on eBay for $99,997. Isn't it like shaped like something? 
Oh it, yeah, yeah, I know. It's I know shaped exactly like it a character from the video game Among Us. I knew it. Yeah, I think we covered this on Mega Sixty Fourteen. Uh, yeah, we world's did. most yeah, expensive yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a part of the McDonald's BTS meal. There's so many things going for this chicken nugget. It's from the BTS meal. It looks like it's from the video game Among Us, and the seller of the chicken nugget also had some Szechuan sauce, and offered to ship the nugget with uh, the Szechuan sauce if the buyer requested so. This chicken nugget currently holds the Guinness World Book of Records. Hell yeah. Recognizing it uh, for the most expensive chicken nugget sold in an online auction, and I hope to beat that record someday. I can't believe it actually sold. That's psychotic. That's a $100,000 nugget. Who Who bought it? Logic? Who is... Jake yeah, Paul? yeah, fucking Logan. Yeah, I think we're both assuming like who's the dirty bastard <laughs> who's fucking rich as shit and soulless as fuck that they could drop a hundred thousand uh, dollars on a fucking chicken El- nugget. Elon Musk, probably. Yeah, probably that that bastard. <laughs> uh it's probably one of those like rich anonymous people that you'll never hear of, but they're like it's probably like green shirt from <laughs> WWE, you know. Is he rich? That'd be fucking oh he's rich. No, but we should do a whole episode on green. We should. Shit. He's fucking crazy. I mean, nobody out there. In a good way. Nobody out there is going to care, but maybe we'll do like a special wrestling club. Yeah. Slash yeah, yeah, yeah. Mega strange crossover where we uh, explore wrestling mysteries. <laughs> Who is green shirt? Let us know if you'd like to watch that. Probably two people. People uh, were hyped on talking strange. Yeah, we'll have to do an episode of talking strange because we got a lot of positive feedback where we do shoot interviews about. Uh, People I've met and interacted with over the course of my 20-year career at Mega64. And I'm just going to give you the straight time to burn the bridges. It's time to burn the fucking bridges because I'm tired of these fucking people out here talking out of turn, spreading all these false narratives about me and my company. It fucking infuriates me and I have to hold my fucking tongue. I see these people posting on Reddit, these fucking theories. Well, this person said this. Well, this person said that. And I'm like, nobody has any idea what they're talking about. And I'm going (laughs) to set the record straight. And that's just a taste of what they're going to get. I'm so triggered right now. Uh, You got to bring me off the ledge. Let's show me some chicken nugget videos. Okay. uh, I dude. All right. So I went weird with this shit. So I apologize in advance, but one of my favorite things ever, and I don't know why, is competitive eating. I really enjoy it. Um, so I looked up who had the Guinness Book uh, of World Record for the most chicken nuggets eaten in one minute. Yeah. And uh, it was this woman named Leah Shutkever. I don't know if I'm pronouncing Yeah, Shutkever. I, I found out about her in my mm-hmm. uh, research, too. She also holds the record for most chicken nuggets eaten in three minutes. Oh, my God. Which are two separate records. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I have the video of her crushing some, uh, I think 19 McNuggets in 60 seconds. Which, when I heard that, uh, I felt like that's it? That's, yeah. That's all you can eat in 60 seconds? It's like no water, you just have, oh no, you can drink water, but it's just like, yeah, it's, it's hard. I heard that, uh, the three minute record, at one point I read that somebody ate like 42 nuggets. I also saw another unverified fact that somebody ate like 77 nuggets in three minutes. But when it says that she now holds the record for the three-minute chicken nugget eat, mm. I, I don't know what you call that. They wouldn't say how many nuggets it was. Really? But they just give the amount of weight that she ate. Yeah. 
I, I yeah, I when which I, was like seven hundred grams of nuggets or something. Yeah, they did it for this too. It was like twelve ounces, and they like someone had to be like, okay, that's the equivalent of nineteen. McNuggets. Oh, so somebody had to calculate. Yeah, it. let's go to the video. Sure. This is the world record for most chicken nuggets eaten in one minute. There she is. There's my chicken nugget queen. Uh, I muted it because she was like playing some fucking weird music, but I think she submitted that. I'm just going to. Oh, there she goes. It. Three, two, one. Fuck it. Dude. <laughs> two. <laughs> Holy shit. Three. Nom, 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 nom. Four. Dude, like three chews. Five. Six. Yeah, it's, she's like a snake eating a, a, eating a chicken. I would Seven, choke immediately. Eight. She's already done eight in 20 seconds. Nine. She's halfway. And this isn't just McNuggets. I mean, these are just. Ten. Oh, my God, 11, dude. Eleven. Twelve. <laughs> I like the slow the back, yeah, The background is like hypnotizing 13, me. Fourteen. I may, have, I may have missed one. All right. Five more in 20 seconds. Fifteen. Sixteen. With the giant nails. Seventeen. Eighteen. One more, one more. Oh, she's getting full. 19. She must have known it was 19. Like, it must have been 18 prior. She has time to spare. She could have... <laughs> Look at that pose. To, she could have gone all the way to 22. <laughs> she did a fucking Asiago face after fucking crushing <laughs> 19 McNuggets. <laughs> ah. That rocks. I'll put anyway. that on her tombstone. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, she is an American hero. She, dude. And now you know if you need to set a Guinness World Record, all you have to do is eat twenty chicken nuggets in in one minute. And she had time to dude. spare. And I think Matt Stoney could do it. Oh yeah, I, I do have a, a video of Matt Stoney eating one hundred and twenty McNuggets. If you want to watch some of that, I don't, hell yeah. I don't know how much we can show, but Matt Stoney, shouts out. We would love to get you on the podcast I, I would someday. Kill for that. We would kill to interview you. Uh, we're big fans of Matt Stoney, and his YouTube channel is amazing. He just eats insane amounts of food. Very quickly. He is a uh, actual competitive eater. He's like, I think he had the record for uh, hot dogs for a while. No, that's Joey Chestnuts. But uh, yeah. He had some sort of, I saw him eat a whole bag of uh, 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 fucking Sour Patch Kids. Dude. Like one of those 10 pound bags in like under five minutes or something. <laughs> Sorry, I have to skip all his fucking ads here. Um, so yeah, we'll just do a little Give taste, me a taste here. here. Yeah. Uh, I could put the audio on for this, I think. Two, one, go. You know Matt Stoney could beat that 20, uh, 19 chicken nuggets in one minute uh, record. Oh, I, I, I fully believe. Uh, we can see how many he does in a minute. Okay, he's done 10. 10 in 20 seconds. Wait a second. What? He beat the record, dude. <laughs> he beat the record. He's an unofficial record holder. If he got Guinness in here, I mean, they're, they're in his mouth, though. I, I, I think Guinness, you have to swallow them. Yeah, well, probably, but he, yeah. he he pounded 20 of them in 54 seconds. All right, controversy. Fuck. Who do you think should hold the record? I think Matt Stoney. Look, look Leia Shootkeeper or Matt Stoney? Look, look at it. That's the face of a fucking champion right Matt there. Matt Stoney is such a baller. <laughs> he's doing this just for fun. He's not even going after the record. He's not submitting it to Guinness. He's just putting it on his YouTube he, channel. He knows going unrecognized as the world chicken eating champion. He knows Guinness is bullshit. Uh, no, but uh, the thing with Matt Stoney is like, like it's cr like imagine in two minutes, like just sitting here at two minutes pass and 30 McNuggets just enter your stomach. Like imagine that feeling. 
I'd like, be dead. Right? As fucking psychotic. I'd be dead. Anyway, I think I think that's enough of Matt Stoney, unless you want to see more. I don't uh, know. No, we're good. Okay. <laughs> Shouts out to Matt Stoney. We'd love to have you on our show someday. I would, dude. I would kill for that. Uh, should I keep going? Yeah, of course. Okay. I'm uh, all out of information. Oh, this perfect. is Johnny Brain from here on out. Hell yeah. Uh, so one thing I, w- I was like looking up uh, old commercials for McDonald's uh, Chicken McNuggets, and I fe- felt like I unearthed this like a, a deep trauma from this. Okay. Uh, I used to have to see this commercial every fucking day of my life when I was a kid. And I'm, I'm just wondering if you remember this at all. Let's go to the commercial. Oh, not Mastoni, but all right. Do you remember this at all? I'm into nuggets, y'all. I'm into nuggets, y'all. I'm into nuggets, y'all. I'm into nuggets, y'all. McNuggets, 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 This was a commercial. Like, they got paid for this. I don't remember this. Really? I probably was... This, there was an era where I did not watch TV for a long time, and I still pretty much don't watch TV. I feel like, uh, but this looks like it was from like the early to mid 2000s. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like an era where they were like probably would have hired like you, you know, Mega 64 to do like yeah. commercial, like like when it was really big to do like. I could, I could even barely hear the audio. How's that rap go? Oh, it's like McNuggets, McNuggets, what McNuggets, McNuggets. That's pretty similar to Whopper, 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 Whopper. <laughs> dude, that shit rocks too. Um, but dude, I think it was like every day I would come home and put on Fuse and have to see that commercial like eight times. Nuggets, McNuggets, what? Dude, dude, oh man. It like, I felt like I unearthed the trauma. Anyway, we can move on. (laughs) Do you remember that commercial? Leave a comment down below if you do. Oh, shit. This, this next segment might get cut. Okay. We'll see. I, when I was looking at commercials, I think I found the most racist McDonald's commercial I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. All right, so we'll leave this intro in yeah. just so people know, but uh, we may have to cut this. I'll, I'll let episode. you. I'll let you decide if this is, if this stays in. Yeah, I'm I'm brown. I, I can be the uh, <laughs> racial authority here. <laughs> the racial authority. Hello, have you heard about new chicken McNuggets Shanghai? They come in nine pack and twenty pack too with chopsticks. I make fortune cookie and three new oriental sauces to choose from. There's Shanghai sweet fortune and sour, cookie, oriental, dude. Hot oriental sauces, teriyaki. But first, you must learn to use chopsticks. Enter to win a trip for two to Shanghai. Is that it? It's, it's, was this a Canadian thing? I don't know, dude. Because this does not look like American. Yeah, d- yeah, I guess not. Well. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily racist I think in the just, sense yeah. of like systematically oppressing a yeah. race of people, but it is in bad taste. It's, it, yeah. To it's exploitive. You're exploiting Asian culture to sell chicken nuggets. I don't when there is really no connection there whatsoever. The McFortune cookie is killing me though. That's that they should bring that back. I don't know if anybody in uh, the McDonald's decision making process was authorized to make that call. Don't know. <laughs> so, it is a little off color, but uh, it also looked like it was from the 80s. So yeah, that so, does not look like contemporary at all. No, not at all. Or uh, maybe the 90s. Yeah, I found it online. People said like, you know, the, the this McDonald's commercial will make you cringe, like just from outdated, you know, yeah. I, concepts. Racial stereotypes. Uh, Racial stereotypes, definitely. Like, yeah, yeah. Oriental chicken McNuggets. You have to eat them with a chopstick. Dude. Pretty bad. But I think we can leave it in. <laughs> what do yeah. you think? What do you yeah. think? Do you think it's racist? Do you think it's racist? Leave a comment below. Uh, I could uh, change 
the mood here. Uh, yeah, please. I was looking into, you know, just like toys. McDonald's had, they, they, they were so popular. They were able to just put out like toy lines and stuff. So I found that there was a toy line of, uh, I think it's called like the Happy Meal Maker Set. Okay. Um, I have a picture of it. The Happy Meal Maker. It's like the Easy Bake Oven, right? Yeah, but just for like McDonald's items. Cool. You could cook a burger in your in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could deep fry some potatoes uh, when mom's asleep. I think this is the picture. Yeah. I'm not eating vegetables for dinner. Well, then go to your room. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I hope you say. <laughs> So this is like, this is some of them. There was like a Frosty Maker. What the f- is this Play-Doh or is this real food? It was real food. Oh my God. Nobody should be eating anything that comes out of a plastic oven. Uh, Like half the things involved like smushing up uh, white bread to like make the buns and stuff. Okay. But they had a McNugget one and I, I found a video here of it and it was like, oh, please show me how this works. I, I couldn't find instructions, but uh, I think we could kind of figure it out. Um, Shouts out to whoever's YouTube channel this is that I got it from. We'll give a play-by-play. So that's uh, McNugget Snack Maker 1993 by Mattel. Yeah. Ooh, I see cornflakes. So they're using the original recipe here. I keep trying to figure out what gets put in this one section. That could be... It's like water and like honey? Yeah, it looks like it could be honey. Okay, so you mix honey and water together to make your uh, batter base. And then you push that into white bread. uh, You make your nuggets out of white bread. And there are your bread bread nuggets. (laughs) And then uh, you're going to put your cornflakes into your cornflake processing uh, spindle. Crush them up. Yeah, your pencil sharpener for your cornflakes. Then you dip the bread into the honey water. This is getting more disgusting by the moment. <laughs> I like the crab plate. Yeah. And uh, it has and a then, lobster shirt. On. Then you put your pencil shaving cornflakes on there and you get them all breaded up nice and good. <laughs> oh my God. And then uh, you go introduce you them to some hot oil. You're not going to deep fry them? You just eat them like that? You just eat them. Isn't that fucking disgusting? That sucks, dude. <laughs> you can't be making kids food in the bedroom out of bread and cereal and and. I mean, you could, but what kid would eat that shit? I just realized this dude's wearing an Ava shirt. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's on brand. Chicken nuggets and Ava go hand in hand. Um, that's, uh, that was really gross. I um, tried to use an Easy Bake Oven uh, a few years ago uh-huh. with um, a kid in my family, and mm-hmm. we made uh, pretzels, and they were, like, really shitty. They were really shitty. I dude, I I had like this one that was like metal making that, it, but it was essentially an easy bake oven that you just put poured metal in, and it like would barely work. Metal, yeah, it was dangerous as fuck. Like, what are you making? It was like metal beads. You poured it in, and then you it was like a mold of like a skull with wings or like a wizard. They're molten metal. Yeah, yeah. My mom had to do it with me because it got so hot. Yeah, you, you fucking. How many kids like scalded oh. their skin off. I bet so many. That's that, a that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. That toy fucking rocked though. You made these little like metal. I things. guarantee you that's not available on the market. Anymore. No, not at all. I, I, it's highly <laughs> illegal. Yeah. Uh you got anything else for us? Uh yeah, I guess I'll I'll do this one. You got one more? I got one more. I just uh I wanted to like go back to the old school uh vibe of like Mega 64 and Teen. So okay. I found a fight video. Uh, oh, cool. We're gonna get demonetized. No one, no one. one gets hurt. Uh, Nobody dies. No one dies. The verbal argument. Yeah, this guy just went back behind the counter and stole some McNuggets. Here we go. 
I'm sorry. I'm tired of waiting. Oh, this guy's about to beat some ass. <laughs> Here comes the McNugget cop. Officer McNugget. There is a reveal here that <laughs> blew me away. What's that? Uh, you'll see it in a second. Well, one, he starts throwing McNuggets at this guy. I don't know the address, man. What you got? Point Uh, these colors don't run; they reload. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I was gonna say is, I don't have a problem with anybody stealing food from no, McDonald's. no. If yeah. you're if you are hungry and you're poor and you can't afford food, you need food to live. So I don't condone stealing. I don't condone breaking the law, but I just personally don't pass judgment. No. When I see a video of somebody like stealing food. Yeah. I, it just feels wrong to judge the person. But when the guy comes back and throws the food back at the person, that's where I pass judgment. Cause yeah. I'm like, you didn't even eat the food you stole. You threw it back. Why did you take it to begin with? If you're not going to eat, just leave with it and eat it and survive. Don't, don't cause chaos and, and do violence. There's a couple of things that I, uh, you probably couldn't hear. One, uh, when he's throwing the McNuggets and yelling at the guy, he, there's McNuggets in his mouth. He's like, like while yelling. So he threw, he popped a couple in. Okay, Two, good, good for him. He says, I'm tired of waiting. So he's just being shitty. Like, oh, wow. That's a, that's a bad American. Yeah, right like, there. that's un American. Just leave the fucking McDonald's, go to a different one. You're going to wear an American flag on your shirt yeah. and act un-American like that? Exactly. Come on now. Come on. These colors don't run. Clean like up reload. your act. Clean up your act. And and get rid of the, the, the gun worship on your shirt yeah. before you steal some McNuggets. I want that shirt. Well, if anybody out there wants to send us uh, that shirt, send it to the Mega 64 PO box. Yes. You can, you can Google the address because I don't know it off the top of my head. I don't know it either. But it, it is available online. Speaking of the Mega 64 P.O. Box slash Mega Strange P.O. Box, we do have a package somebody sent us. Yes. So why don't we go to the video of our on-location correspondent? This is Veronica in Japan exploring cursed vending machines. Check this out. What's up, Mega Strangers? I'm so excited for today's spooky segment. We are here in Akihabara, the electric town of Tokyo. Um, people usually come here for otaku merchandise, anime figures, video games, stuff like that. But little did you know that right around the corner are some of the world's most cursed vending machines. So we're going to see exactly what makes these machines so cursed, maybe buy some weird stuff. We're going to check it out. And thank you so much to Vince for recommending this place. And if you guys have any recommendations for spots in Tokyo that you want me to explore, feel free to DM me on Instagram, Tadiguchi, and I will do my best to accommodate that. All right, let's go. Here's our first machine. There is a popcorn Unlabeled. vending machine in the building, by the way. I saw the popcorn machine. Yeah. I don't know what this stuff is. Should we buy one? What? So I believe that these are fortunes. They're sen yen. They're fortunes. Okay, let's buy one. So you put ten dollar in there, and then you get like random stuff and a fortune, and you could get something that's very cursed, and you could get something that's not. I guess. And there's stuff in there like mystery items. Okay. Like really weird. Let's get a fortune. How okay, about it? Okay. Okay. Oh God, this is cursed. Oh God. This 
might be the biggest mistake of my life. This is what so feel like? so weird. Okay, let's open it up. And Hold see. on, we had to we had to translate it. Okay. Actor Junichi Junkichi Orimoto passed away at the age of 92. Rest in peace. I was my daughter filmed my father for an NHK documentary. The pain of his father's illness, the pain of his family, the pain of caring for his mother, and the explosion of emotions. Junkichi was an actor until he died in front of the camera. Jesus. I'm gonna have to look into that. As a caregiver, I too experience anger and emotional outbursts, but I want to hug my mother and hold her hand. I think there are a lot of people in the world who are living in secret nursing care. Of course, there are times when it's hard and painful with the help of public assistance, but even if it's only for a short time in a day, I don't mind spending time in parks or green spaces. Let's go to many places and relax. Wow, that's, that's a heartbreaking that's story. Okay, let's see what's in here. We'll I see. have no idea what to expect. It's taped. Died it on like, camera. That's... Honestly, this... Oh, hold on. There's something... Oh, what the there's heck? There's another note taped. It looks like somebody, like, made this in their house. They did. Okay, we have another thing to translate. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> okay. It's such bad... It's not translated, yeah, right? Yeah, this... Okay, so this translation might not be proper, but it says, Web Substitute Exam. Graduated from Kyoto University Graduate School. Are you really a graduate of Kyoto University? Camden employee arrested. Suspect Tanaka. Sales of 4 million yen, a substitute for web test for job hunting. It is determined to be exposed. Injustice is answered with an earphone microphone. Two lacking in social norms. I'm selfish. I'm like the only one who cares. Don't you understand that- Scary ass use... noise. Did you hear that? Yes, I did. What was that? Don't you understand that if you use a substitute, the university and company will be in trouble? One punishment, 100. Jesus. That sounds like a threat. I don't know about that. Yeah, open this. I'm worried. Okay, Maybe I'm... don't open it. Maybe we should just leave it. We, we have, have to. to. We came this far. Okay, let's see what. Let's see what's in here. Jeez. So scary. And the paper on the inside is like profiles for random people. It's like printed on computer paper. With like random shit. It's, oh, it's baby. Cars. I love those. I'm a little concerned that they're like poisoned or something. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Wait, <laughs> wait, in go in here. So what does this say? It says go in at your dare if you want. I barely fit in here, and I'm small. Some more. Um, we might have to get some more unlabeled packages. Look at this. There's like a random, there's a tennis ball yeah. and some more packages with like weird shit written on them and some soup with like little eggs. I like that little soup. Little egg soup. Some more little egg soup. It's a good soup. Popcorn machine with another side. This one's cleared out. What is that? This one got fucked up. Check out this sign. What does that say? We'll have to translate that yeah, one. Yeah, we'll have to translate all this. And this too, get that. I'd like to know what that says. So, some popcorn. Totally normal. Innocent. Innocent popcorn. Let's get some popcorn. Should we get some popcorn? Yeah. 
I like how it's demonic. <laughs> Let's get some demonic popcorn. Let's get some demon corn. Alright, 220 yen for some popcorn. That's a pretty good deal. Nothing cursed about it at all. It's making a weird noise. You're good. Haunted popcorn is fine for you. Like, I'll be out here. Like, I kind of don't want to be here, so. I don't want to know what this, what's in that tennis ball. I don't want to know. Like, I'm just not interested in this anymore. Like, I'm scared, so. Good luck. Please don't leave. Good luck. You're going to do great. You're, you're going to do great. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> popcorn. Nice. How do you Some beat that? Little animals in a marching uh, band. What is that? It smells good. Did you see this? Yeah, I know. What is that? It's like one ice cube in a glass. You could buy that if you want. Not haunted at all. Like regular. I think the the tortured souls add like a little zest. It's very strange because there's normal items like potato chips that you can find in the kombini sandwich in between like, what is that? Bagpipe crackers, panda can. I don't know what's in there. Is this bear meat? Some bear stew. There's more stuff over here. Oh shit. Oh fuck. It looks oh, real. Shit. So you can get like a big ass beetle some carrots or those hot dogs. What's that? Uh, you don't want to know. That might be like larva or something. Looks like you can get like a toy train. You can get a container of bells. Oh yeah, some oh. bells, some ribbons. We love that. We love that. I don't know what that is. No. This sign is moldy and that makes me scared that I'm eating this popcorn right now. Oh my God, there's more. It never ends. I was hoping it was over. Let's see, let's see what we get this time. Do you think it's more crackers? Everyone pause the video and take a vote right now if you think it's gonna be more baby crackers. That's cursed. I feel like that's cursed. There's a lot of tape on that one. That's definitely cursed. Sometimes you just buy a curse from the vending machine for $10. A long time ago, there lived an old couple who had a very bad relationship. When they were young, they both made a living as thieves as a profession and ended up in prison one after another. I said that I was going to the river to wash clothes and I went straight to cheating with Kenchan, the laundry man. Oh. The old man hung on the old woman's neck every night. One month later, I got on a hearse and went to the cremation place by the old woman who was strangling me. True story. I'm worried. Nippon insulators fraudulent ex inspection. Politicians and lawmakers who only have sex with public money. Bureaucrats and sex is written in all caps in English. Bureaucrats sophistry defense fraudulent archipelago or disguised archipelago. Is it okay? Voters also snuggle up to politicians who try to manipulate profits and become slaves to politicians. With this, there is no doubt that Japan is also a five class nation. The Japanese yen is losing credibility. Hmm. That's true. <laughs>
Politicians are thieves of public money. Let's all do more. Your taxes will be sucked. The outside ones are just like a scary little spooky story, and then the inside one is like... The outside was what draws you in, and then the inside one is what gets you. It's like, all right, let's blow up the tower. Yeah. Cream colon. Oh, I love cream colon. What's cream colon? So this one was more expensive, but it's crackers yet again. I like my colon cream, do you know what I mean? Oh, God. Colon. These things are more normal, but that's like turtle juice or something. I definitely feel like I've I've uh, attained at least three curses being here. Oh wait, because this. These have been slashed by some type of beast. Okay, I think I've I've had about enough of my fill of crackers and cursed items for today. But I'm glad we came here. That was definitely a very spectacular experience. Thank you so much for joining me on another spooky Tokyo excursion. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. And I will see you next time on the next spooky episode. Okay, and we're back. Thank you, Veronica Hello. and uh, Mysterious Camera Person for uh, being our on-location correspondent. We appreciate Veronica uh, traveling the world and sending us weird, mega strange uh, stories. I love it. From out there in the wild. And uh, we should get some more correspondence. We did have somebody send us... One such cursed package. Yes. Look at this. Does this one have any? It does have yeah, Japanese yeah. on it. Oh, and it actually has a story in English. Oh my God. I hate this. <laughs> uh, and, and it comes with a letter. So it says, Hey, Johnny and Derek. I just came back from Tokyo with a mega strange surprise. I visited the cursed vending machine corner near Akihabara. Uh, is there an Akihabara? That's uh, cool. Akihabara, yeah. It says, I messaged uh, Veronica, Gucci baby, whatever you want to call her, to create another Mega Strange in Japan segment, and she was down. Oh, so this person may have inspired the segment we just saw. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Okay. okay. Uh, you should be excited at home because this is a very cursed <laughs> item. Uh, the vending machines all have weird messages all over them. Most eerie of all are these mystery boxes with cryptic spooky text on them. They seem to elude... To what is inside each package. God, oh, I hope no. not. God, I hope not. Shit. This is one of those packages. I got it because it has both English and Japanese text, so you can read it. I'm amazed it got through TSA in my checked luggage, but so did my can of beer meat curry. Oh, nice. Um, my curiosity got the better of me, so I had it translated. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I think they're talking about the beer meat curry here. Okay. So I've taped it back to the bottom to leave the rest undisturbed for Mega Strange. Much love to you guys, Vincent. Oh. Thank you, Vincent. Yeah. Wait. Oh. Hold on. Let me let me read this in more detail. I have not opened the package, but upon inspection, there was a note attached to the bottom of the package. My curiosity got the better of me, so I translated it through Google. The note on the bottom of this package says, All security cameras, surveillance cameras, such as IoT, AI cameras, face recognition systems, backdoor systems, etc., are connected to the internet. Beginning of fear, personal information may be stolen. How do you manage data? Erase? Do you save? If information is leaked, who will guarantee it? Of course, I think crime deterrence and certain video cameras are necessary. Originally, a society without cameras would be better. Problems with portrait rights and questions about backdoors. Police cars have information on 50 million units. A 16-year-old girl should never sell her body. What the fuck? So that's what this says. That's what that note says. 
All right, now let's read the English note on here. I was a junior in high school. I had pubic hair. I was surprised. <laughs> I shaved my pubic with a razor. I almost cut my penis. Hell yeah. Also, pubic hair has grown. I thought it was something like this. I'm so terrified what's in this box. Should I get a box cutter or or just want to raw dog it? I just want to say this package that has the pubic hair message on yeah. it and the penis cutting story has traveled around the world to yes. get here. Yeah. This is a... When I flew from Japan to California, it was like a 21-hour flight mm -hmm. on an airplane. Flew over the middle of the ocean, flew through a storm. I can only imagine, oh, the places this package has been. <laughs> the stories this thing has seen. I hope it's okay to touch. Uh, you don't need a box cutter. I'm just going to open it up. I like the uh, yellow tape job they got here. Okay, so live unboxing, everybody, of a cursed package from the Akihabara vending machines. I'm just going to rip it. Yeah, yeah, just rip it. I bet you it's just like chips or something. Yeah, it's probably like Cheez Its or or something. I, I hope it's. I hope. Yeah, it's, I'm hungry. If ever you selling McNugget themed. Oh, look at that! Cream, cream colon, cream colon, cream colon. Well, that doesn't sound good. Do we dare try it? I really don't even know. <laughs> uh, it's just too sus. To, like I don't even know. Like wh who who packaged this? It looks like they're just little cookies. They they look like they're uh like cream filled cake slices, tubular cakes, which you can kind of see on camera, with cream filled on the inside. Should we open one up and and let's let's? I'll take one for the team. Yeah, let's go a little deeper. I'll I'll take one for the team as well. They open uh, from the side. Here I too. wish it didn't come with. Well, I'm trying to untape. It's two oh, yeah. boxes here. I wish, uh, and we'll leave one box on the Mega Strange set so I could just live here forever. Is there an expiration date? That's my only. Well, if it is, it's in Japanese. Mm. So. All right, we can leave that one on the set, and uh, I will open up this one here. Twelve twenty-three. Okay, so uh, uh, December of this year. So we're still good. Cool. Package recently then. Oh yeah. Cream colon. <laughs> I do love the Japanese, like the, the, their need for unnecessary packaging, like double packaging. Always Keeping it fresh. The box just says colon, colon, colon on the inside. All right. I don't like the, the, the colon. I hope this isn't like a laxative. It smells yummy. Oh, they're like um, crunchy. They, they look like fucking combos. Yeah, they look like combos. <laughs> It smells like a kind smells of like good. a lemon tart graham cracker. I bet this is good. I'm going to eat there it. There you go. A little underwhelming. Not bad. It's delicious. That's fucking good. <laughs> That's fucking great. That, that would go good with like a little tea. Oh, and there's a... Oh, there's more in there. Well, I don't speak Japanese and I ripped the packaging. But yeah. The packaging does have a lot of Japanese writing on the inside. Looks like it was printed. Thank well, you, Vincent, for sending us cream you, colon. Cursed cream colon. Uh, and thank you, Veronica, for visiting those vending machines. And thank you, everybody, for watching. That is the end of our episode for today. Hell yeah. Um, follow us on social media, Mega Strange Podcast on Instagram, and Mega Strange 666 on the shithole that used to be known as Twitter. Ooh. 
Yeah, I said it. We'll be back next week with another strange episode covering strange topics from America and all around the world. So until then, I hope you have a good week. We'll see you next time. Stay strange, everybody. Thank you.